from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. And welcome to part two of your Tuesday right here on Live from America. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And I want to say welcome to Live from America. We are broadcasting from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire, that little hope of red, surrounded by a blue wave of ignorance, although we do got some red scattered out in there in many, many places. It's just those bigger areas, you know, like Boston and New York, right, and Portland and all those places around us. But I love I love living in New Hampshire, and uh, we definitely take that live free or die thing a little bit too seriously, or do we? Anyway, folks, it is ooh, August 3rd, year of our Lord, 2021. Again, this is round two of Live from America. We are, of course, live on social media and digital TV platforms as well as podcast platforms. And you can um, find us on digital TV just by typing in LFA TV, LFA space TV. And you search that on Roku or any Roku device or TV as well as Fire Stick and um, download the channel. And every time we're live, it'll come on. And when we're not live, the shows that we've done previously will just run over and over and over again. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of the Hip Hop Patriot. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to shoot over to Rumble real quick. And uh, because Rumble has been the platform that's really done well for Live from America. They've treated us good. They've, uh, they've reached out to us when, you know, when I've reached out to them, they've come right back with, what, with what's going on, with what they plan on doing. So I love this platform. I'd like to say hello to Lauren Cole. And I'd like to say hi to Wendell. 1968 says, good evening, everyone. Miss Mongoose says, hello, born and raised in the black hole of Kansas. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. Anyway, thank you very much for joining in. We've got SL Mees at the train station. Hopefully, wherever you're going is a, is a good trip. Sandy Joe Mack um, said something about Pennsylvania. But anyway, thank you very much, Sandy Joe. Melly7 uh, is in the building. Dory is watching on Rumble. Thank you very much, Dory. Of course, the infamous sniffer and pedophile and thief is watching um joe biden as corn pop and we've got blue a where is kamala that's a good question where is kamala since her ratings came out maverick what's going on griffin 76 says good afternoon uh live from america family god brought us here today you couldn't be more right god is definitely amazing uh who do we got else uh, who else we got in here we've got tazzy lady says good evening from Lori from the corrupt state of Pennsylvania. Alexa56 is watching from OHIO and Roxanne says, good evening, Jeremy, man of God. Good evening, Roxanne, woman of God. Thank you very much, sister in Christ, for being here. Let's shoot over to YouTube real quick and say hello to Mark Fenner and Elizabeth Chuckleberries. Larry Riha is watching the show. Says, God bless you, Jeremy. Love the show. We love you too, brother. And we love you joining in every single day. Maureen Gallant says, Jersey Shore is in the house. Thank you, Jersey Shore. Jim Miller Schultz says, we have a new border czar. LOL. Karen Storm is watching from South Dakota. Linda Zollinger. Heather Prayers. It's going to get better. So we must be praying for Heather. Heather, we are praying for you. God bless you, dear. Brandy Peterson. Gary says, hi, Jeremy. My husband gets to watch. And then I missed the rest of it. CS Patriot 72 says, check your email, Jeremy. Believe me, I check it daily. It is just what it is. It's a public email, so it goes crazy. I mean, everybody knows it, and I, I try to get to as many as I can. Bobby Mannion. Hello. Get my copy of, or got my copy of Jesus Calling today. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you got it. God bless you, and I know you'll love waking up to that book every single day. Jessica A. from Perry, GA, Perry, Georgia. And, of course, Ann Pargiello is from Nevada is in the house. God bless you guys. God bless you all. Please do me a favor. Use this time in the beginning of the show to get as many eyeballs and eardrums on the show as possible. I can tell you the fastest way to spread it, put it in your groups, and if you're watching on a mobile device, just press share, and it'll bring up some your messenger, it'll bring up your Instagram direct messages, and it'll really get it out there. Really, really 
really fast. And SLEME says, this chat moves fast. Yes, it does. It's very hard to catch it. Very, very hard. Um, <clears throat> all right, folks, I'm going to tell you what. I got a lot to go through tonight, like a lot. And there's not a single story that I want to miss. I want to get it all in. I want to overload you with information, truth, gospel, and everything else. So let's get right to Jesus Calling. Now, a lot of people have said, I've tried to follow along with you when you read from Jesus Calling, but it's not the same. Well, that's because I have this. Let me show you. Jesus Calling, morning and evening. Okay? So it actually has the morning, which would coincide with what you have. And then also I read from the evening version at nighttime, um, since we do the verse in the, in, uh, in the morning show. So August 3rd, 2021. Here we go. Human, human minds, though capable of brilliance, tend to be undisciplined and rebellious. To counteract this weakness, I've I have provided help in the person of the Holy Spirit. He offers life and peace to those who yield themselves to him. Now, you're going to have to go to Romans 8, 5 through 6. Romans, one of my very favorite books in the Bible. Romans 8, 5 through 6 says, Those who live in accordance to the sinful nature have their mindset on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. The mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. It's all about that control. And let's go back to um, let's go back to uh, sexual immorality for a minute. Let's let's before I read that second um, verse, let's talk about homosexuality since I brought it up this morning, and since it's a very big deal for the church to address this. Again, homosexuals should not be barred from coming to church. They should not be barred from having a relationship with Jesus. Because their sin is no greater than our sin. We sin every day. They sin every day. The key to sin, folks, is not the thought of it creeping in your head. It's the action of it. It's the ability to be able to stop yourself from acting on that thought to make it a sin. And the same thing goes with sexual immorality as well. It's, it's, it's the choice that you choose to give in or not to give in on those urges for sin and those sexual urges to commit sin. Get it? Okay, here we go. Let's move on. Uh, the second is also from the book of Romans, Romans 8, 28. Ooh, this is a powerful verse. I already even know what they're talking about. I won't even look at it. I guarantee you Romans 8, 28, 8, uh, 8 2 and 8 is talking about uh, all good things work together, all things work together for good. Let's see, how, let's see if I'm right or not. Uh, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I'm getting good, man. I'm getting good. I'm starting to memorize verses. That means that I'm getting closer with the word of God. That means I'm getting closer with Jesus, and that makes me so happy. I've, I would never thought outside of John 3.16 that I could say, uh, Romans 8.28, that has to deal with all good things working together for the good of God. Mm. Ooh, that made me happy. And before you turn out the light tonight, enabled by my spirit, replace your anxious, accusing thoughts with my peace and my truth. Can I get an amen, folks? Can I get an amen? Ah, uh, let's see. Let's, uh, <clears throat> you know that one, Jeremy. Exactly. Yes, I do. It's, it's good to actually start recognizing verses and knowing what that verse, you might not be able to say it word for word. I can't yet, no, for many, many of them. But I can, I'm starting to be able to go, okay, wait a minute. That verse uh, is, the context of that ver verse is this. And uh, I'm getting there. But I have a long, long way to go. And I think my wife and I are both going to do Ray Comfort School uh, for Evangelism. So, um there's a free uh, version where you have access to the text in the books, and then there's a school where you can actually uh, go and be guided along on the school of, uh, of evangelism. So uh, pray for me that, uh, that that works out well for us and that we find the time and, and, and make the time, I should say, to do that because it's something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, God's Will says, where can I get a version of, of, uh, of that version of Jesus Calling? Actually, it was sent to me. It was sent to me. Um, by somebody who watches the show, and I've never ever I've never seen it for sale um, on any shelf that I've seen the regular Jesus Calling. So maybe it was sent to me by God. 
Maybe. All right, folks, I'm going to do a little slurp real quick, and then we're going to get right to the Lord's Prayer. Okay. <sighs> Please remove your hat. You know the deal, folks. I don't know if I have to say it every time. Set your drinks aside. Turn down all unnecessary and outside volume. And let's everybody in the house together. Hey, you, in the kitchen. Hey, listen, you need to stop doing what you're doing. Time to do the Lord's Prayer. And you, making all that racket in the living room. Hold on, your parents are trying to watch this. Say the Lord's Prayer with them. All right, here we go, folks, all together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And you want to know what's crazy about these verses when we do the verse of the day or when we read from Jesus Calling and then take those verses and, and, and you know read what, where those devotionals came from? Uh, it, it touches each of you in a different way. Maybe the first verse that I told that I, w I read from Romans actually caught your attention for whatever reason and it didn't catch somebody else's but maybe the second verse that I touched on caught your attention but it didn't catch the other person's so it's very important that we spend that time and not try to rush through it and really plant those seeds of God it's very important and uh, I know a lot of people the first 15 minutes of the show is their favorite part of the show so um Let's keep it going, folks. And I do want to remind you that this Friday and next Friday, there will be no evening shows. However, we are doing a special show this Sunday with Pastor Tim Frisch, where we're going to be talking about three very important topics. One, why the need for so many different translations, and which translations do we want to stay away from, and which translations are more popular and why. We're also going to be talking about denominations and divisions, and we're also going to be talking about where the church fits in with having a voice, a vocal voice, with society today, and unfortunately that society today is ingrained with politics. You can't do one without the other. So churches have been afraid, and it's time to find out where church's place actually is. Where can they get in where they fit in? So it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful top, uh three topics of discussion, and I hope you guys can join Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time is what, it's what I think we're shooting for right now, okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, who's ready for the first and foremost section of the day? I am, and I know that it's only 4.14 in the, in, uh, where, where we're going to be calling. It's an hour behind me. So we're going to be calling right now, so let me get, uh, I got to make sure that I'm ready for this. I want to pull up the email from Claire Woodall Vogue to Ryan Chu, and I want to make sure I have this email while we call Claire, okay? Again, she is the executive director of the elections committee in Milwaukee, so I have her number all ready to go, so let's get right to it, folks. Share the video. Give me a rumble. Give me a like. Let's get down to business. Who's ready to rumble? I wonder if Claire is. Let's find out. Not even an answering machine? This is her office phone, too. Hmm. Well, why don't you guys do me a favor while I'm continuing on with this? The number that I have here pulled up for her is 1414 286 8 Four four five. Again, that is one four one four two eight six eight four four five. And I know you guys are a pretty action-itemed audience, so if we could all work together to maybe find another number, uh, contact Claire Woodall. Claire Woodall Vogue. 
Made sure I double-checked the number. Well, here's another number we could call. It is 1414-286-3491. Again, 414-286-3491. see if I call it again. 3491. Let's call this number real quick. Then that, that way we can say we tried, at least. Yes, hi. Uh, my name is Jeremy Harrell. I'm calling with LFA Media. I was wondering if I could speak with Miss Claire Woodall Vogg, please. One moment, please. Thank you. I don't think Miss Claire wants to talk to us. Hi, you've reached Claire Woodall Vogue of the Milwaukee Election Commission. Vogue. I'm unable to take your call <clears> at this time, but if you leave your name, number, and a brief message, I will give you a call back. Thanks. Please leave your message after the tone. When done, hang up or press the pound key. Hello, Miss Vogue. My name is Jeremy Harrell. I am the owner and the host of a sh uh, company called LFA Media Company, and the show is called Live from America. I would really love to have a chance to have a conversation with you about some recent reports concerning an email that was sent to and from you and uh, Ryan Chu on November 4th. 2021. Uh, I was really hoping that you were in the office today because I was really curious as to the validity of that story or if there was any backstory or any different context that wasn't reported so that the truth can actually act, you know, get out. So again, my name is Jeremy Harrell, H-E-R-R-E-L-L, -L, and I would really appreciate it if you reached out to me at Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, at Jeremy Harrell, H-E-R-R-E-L-L dot -L com. I'd love to bring you on the show or at least maybe uh, get an interview with you off air so that we can either set the record straight or get down to figuring out what that email was really all about because it looks bad on the surface and I wanted to give you the opportunity to, uh, to come forward and address it. So again, Jeremy at JeremyHarrell.com. I thank you very much for your time and I hope that we can have a conversation soon. God bless you and have a great day. So I, uh, I, I want to make sure that when we start, when we continue to call these people, um, a lot of times, you know, with like Kevin McCoward and, and, and things like that, we want to just go right in on it, right? But we got to realize if you were, if you were getting a phone call from somebody you didn't know, and you could tell right away that it was from some kind of like if somebody called from CNN and they just started berating me right away with accusations and saying we're here with this da, 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 instead of you know having trying to have a normal conversation uh, the barriers are going to be put up instantly. So what I'm trying to do is we can we can ease into them. You know what I mean? We don't have to go into them so hard. And I really want to talk to these people. So hopefully the the change and the approach will be enough to break that barrier, or at least to, to find some common ground so that we can get the conversation going. Because nine times out of ten, once the conversation's going, that's when you really, really get, you know, dig deep. You, you can tell their, their personality and their, just by their mannerisms, you can tell what kind of person they are right from the beginning. But, but it's like sales, right? What, you, what do you learn in sales? Keep the customer talking. The customer loves to talk. They love to talk about themselves. And they end up talking themselves right into a corner. Nine times out of ten. Same thing when, when you're trying to report on a story or trying to dig for a story. Let them talk. Be polite. Let them talk. And that's going to be the new strategy. You know, and then once we're into the conversation and I, and I know that I got them there, you know, hook, lined, and sinker, uh, then, we can, then we can be a little bit more bold. But we really got to break that got to break that mold right away. So that's the kind of approach you're going to see going forward, at least nine times out of 10, so that we can really sit down and hopefully have some meetings with these folks. I would love to bring them on. That'd be, that's my, my goal is to get them to come on the show, not just answer a phone call. And KH1221 says you get more flies with honey. That's right. You get more flies with honey. And, uh, 
Ease and then let her have it, says God's Wolf. I, I agree a thousand percent. All right, so I want to go real quick to Telegram and read a uh, statement put out by President Donald J. Trump today, which I thought was um, which I thought was was fair and uh, and definitely leaning more towards what we talked about yesterday when we were highlighting the cabinet meetings and something big planned. And the guys really the guy knows how to release information and and accuse people just with the just being right on the edge of going overboard and he knows how to do this very very well in order to lead up to something and when i read this statement from donald trump that's exactly what it sounds like he's doing here okay highly respected army intelligence captain seth keschel who we talked about this morning and yesterday about his new model where he came out with you know president trump won at least by 8.1 million votes he says, highly respected Army Intelligence Captain Seth Keschel has just released his report on national fraud numbers with respect to the 2020 presidential election. I don't know personally how Captain, I don't know, I don't personally know Captain Keschel, excuse me, but these numbers are overwhelming. Election changing, and according to Keschel, could be even bigger in that they do not account for the cyber flipping votes. And that's where the airstrike of Mike Lindell is going to come in. Okay, but you got to pay attention to his words here. Overwhelming, election changing. Okay, President Trump has not said yet that the information that's going to come out will overturn the election. He said the informa- he's always said the information needs to come out so that we can have free and fair elections. He's always said I do I'm not involved in these audits. They're doing these all on their own, but hopefully when it comes out, it'll show the proof of what happened on November 3rd, 2020 so that it never happens again. Look back through President Trump's last I don't know, 30 statements. He never says election changing or will change the course of the previous election he always just warns about it never happen again but he said it here he said overwhelming election changing and according to Keschel could be even bigger in that they don't account for the cyber flipping votes all right then he says this they show i won the election and then he says by a lot in capital letters they show that i won the election by a lot okay by a lot Nobody's ever seen the amount of votes that I got. It was by a lot. Okay, a lot. Um, He says, now watch the Democrats um, defame, threaten, investigate, jail people, and do whatever they have to to keep the truth from surfacing. We talked about that just a little bit ago, too. We just discussed how they will do everything in their power to kick the can down the road because they know what's waiting for them on the other side. They have no, the only other recourse that they have right now is to say we did it. And you know they're not going to say that. But that's it. They could have avoided this a long time ago. They could have avoided this a long time ago. And Steve Bannon has been right from the beginning when he said, unless you keep pressure on these guys, pressure, pressure, pressure cooker, Unless you keep it on them, we're not going to get this out. And what the left and the globalist regime uh, has counted on is us just giving up. They've never had a, a party or a, or, or a group of people or, or half the country fight for something like this this far. They've always been able to say racist and get away with it. They've all been able to say bigot and get away with it. They've all been able to say insurrectionist and get away with it, but not this time. No, 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 no. Not this time. And that's a testament to all of you guys, me, and everybody else who said, I'm not, I'm not, no way. No way am I going to let this stand. Okay? So then he continues on here. He says, they'll do whatever they can to keep the truth from surfacing and let the Biden administration continue to get away with destroying our country. The irregularities and the outright fraud of this election are an open wound to the United States of America. Something must be done And then he finishes with one word, immediately, exclamation point. This is not just another rant from President Donald J. Trump. That isn't. Because like I said, in in any statement, and and I literally put out every statement that he does, I share every statement that he puts out, and never have I seen him say, election changing will change the course of the election. He always just say, he always says, well, let's see what'll happen. Let's just see what'll happen. Let's just keep an eye on it. 
We're watching it closely. But I believe that it was big. And I believe that the truth will make it so that the American people have faith in elections again and blah, blah, blah. But he's never said election changing. So we got to, you got to watch this man at work, man. He is a, he is a, he is a 4D chess playing firecracker, isn't he? You just never know what he's going to do. But you know what he's working towards. If you've, if you've followed this man as closely as we all have for the last six years, you know his traits. You know just... And this is that's what I don't get about the Democrats. Is that they've been studying him long enough. They've been studying him long enough to know what he does. How he moves. What kind of stuff he does in the background just to come up and give you a punch that you can't stop. They know he does this. They know they can't beat him. So I don't understand. It's called insanity, folks. Continuing to try to do something the same way over and over again, but expecting the different result. That's insanity. That's today's Democrats. I'm telling you guys, the guy knows what he's doing. And uh, it, I'm, I'm trusting in him. I'm trusting him. Now, I'm not putting all my faith in almighty Trump. He's not my God. I said I'm trusting in him. I'm trusting in him to do the right thing. I'm trusting in him to get uh, get us back on track. So that's the guy I'm, That's the guy I endorse. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's the guy I endorse. Anyway, I got a lot more to get through. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this message from Real America's Voice News, folks. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change. And back here live from America, folks, we're going to get right back to it. Let's go to the great state of New York, New York. Remember growing up, folks, how, remember your imagination when you thought of New York City as a kid? Remember the possibilities, the endless possibilities that were the city of New York? That famous uh, Sinatra song that was just, New York, New York, the Big Apple, right? Times Square, the ball dropping. New York used to be such a staple of ingenuity and creativity and art and possibilities and impossibilities. Remember? But now, what do you think of when you think of the city of New York, honestly? Do you think of the the city of lights where you can fulfill your wildest dreams, where you can achieve the impossibilities that you thought that you would never get to? Do you still think of that? Do you still think of it as, do you still think of Frank Sinatra? New York, New York. Do you think of the Big Apple? Do you think of these lights and fun? No, I don't think of that at all. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I think of New York City now, I think of tyranny. I think of of, uh, murders. I think of crime. I think of uh same old, same old, recycled talent. I don't, I don't, I don't see it as the staple that I once did, and 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 that is not an insult to New Yorkers. That is not an insult to the people of the city or of the state of New York. That is an insult to the politicians that we have let destroy our beautiful states, our beautiful countries. Heels Gal says New York used to be so fun to visit. KH1221 says when she thinks of New York, she thinks of communism and suppression. Okay, Lauren Cole says I lived in New York when Giuliani cleaned it up. Um, uh, So many people said I used to love New York. Other people say Satan. Those are the folks. This is this is our collective thoughts and our opinions on the city and the state of New York now. And and I feel so bad for people of New York. I feel so bad for the people of California. I wish I could put on a cape, swoop in, and save every one of them from tyranny. Another person says total corruption. Uh, Another person, SAS64, says New York used to be a place I wanted to see no more. Not anymore. And why? Because of people who think that they're better than you. Because people who won a popularity contest and then figured out a way to put a stranglehold on the elections and stay in power long enough for them to make the entire state bend to their will. Put on your mask. Accept transgenderism. 
Silence is violence. Hold your hand in the air and consider yourself a racist and get on the ground and start shining the shoes of every person who's not white. That's New York now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today, Andrew Cuomo finally is the start of God winning. Now, here's what I've seen about all of this stuff with Andrew Cuomo, folks. And we're going to talk about de Blasio, too. The two, the Tweedledee and Tweedledum who are destroying the state and the city. Let's talk about de Blasio for a minute. For the last four months, all as I've heard and seen from all of these great, wonderful people in this community and in this, this bubble of patriotism, this half the country, all I've seen is nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to happen. Ooh, big deal, they're investigating him. As a matter of fact, when I put out the story, uh, when I reported that he was going to be talking to investigators, um, you know, two Saturdays ago, uh, I saw a lot of, of our very own. And I, and I feel the same way, folks, trust me. But nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to happen, but something is happening. But here's the thing. Remember who's fighting him right now. It's not, the, it's not the right. As much as we are fighting him and we want the truth to come out, it's not us bringing charges on him. Nope. It's not us who forced or asked him or tried to force him to resign. It's not us who did the investigation. Think about what's really going on here, folks. The left, which is his boss, asked him to leave. He said no. They then started ramping up even more and started uh, telling him he needs to leave, he can't govern. He said no. Okay? More and more and more and more women came out and more and more and more people were, were demanding what, wanting to know what happened to their family member who got thrown into a nursing home and killed. Didn't leave. He doubled down. Remember? The people doing the investigation, the people asking him and then trying to force him to step down, and the people that are bringing the charges are all Democrats. So you got to ask yourself, why? Why are they trying to make somebody who's got so much power and could clearly stay there if it wasn't for them taking him down, why do they want to take him down? They got a guy who's in a right position. They don't care about Me Too. They don't care about the women. They don't care about the people that said that he sexually harassed them or touched them. And they dang sure don't care about the 15,000 people that were killed in the nursing home. So get that right out of your thought process. Ask yourself, why do they want a guy that they have who's in power, who clearly will work with them, who clearly just spits the, the globalist narrative, why would they try to take him down? Well, two reasons, I think. Number one, the lady who's bringing charges up against him is also wanting to run for the governor of New York. Number one. Number two, as Joe Biden said. No, that's, that's number one. Number two. Uh, what number am I at again? Oh, whatever. But number two, what better way to get everybody's attention and everybody's mind off of the priority here? Now, I'm not saying we can't chew gum and walk at the same time. I'm not saying we can't fight multiple fronts because you know what? We fought multiple fronts to get here with COVID, with the election, with the nursing homes, with the failed governors, with the lockdowns, blah, 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 the masks, the vaxes. We fought them all and we pressured it all, all to get right here. But if they can take down one of their own who's a high profile, which would be Cuomo, and get that, they think that would show that, hey, we're not biased. We'll take down anybody who sexually harasses women and throws people into nursing homes where they die. We're not biased. We, we are for the people. So it, allow, it, gives them a, it gives them a narrative of they're not biased and, and they'll take down anybody. Nobody's above the law, right? Nobody's above the law, says Nancy Pelosi while she's sitting on top of the law. But it also, it's such a high-profile guy that they can say, oh, he sexually harassed these women. They need the distraction because they know what's coming. And when they and, and what they what's coming is what I just read from President Trump. That's the distraction. That's the major distraction. Now here is why I put in the in the title of this video, Cuomo's going down harder than you think he is. Because if this doesn't throw him under that bus hard enough, the same people that are bringing up these charges on him and are going to destroy his career and his life because of the sexual advancements and harassments that he made towards women, which I clearly believe he did. The guy's definitely a creepy piece of crap, okay? If that doesn't bring him down hard enough or fast enough, then they're going to pull out the other ace in their pocket, which is the murders. 
And those are coming out either way, folks. They have already targeted Cuomo. He knows he's got no allies. He knows he's got no friends. He knows he's going down. He knows he's going down. So I figured that I would play a couple videos of him today that are very, very reminiscent. Very reminiscent. Well, this first one anyway is anyway. Very reminiscent of Bill Clinton. I mean, it sounds almost verbatim. The way he looks, the way he sounds, the way his mannerisms are, the fact that he's reading and not just speaking from the heart. I mean, come on, guys. Check this out. Over the past several months, you have heard a number of complaints brought against me. I called for an independent review, and I said at the beginning I would let the process unfold. I didn't want anyone to say that I interfered. I said I would hold my tongue, and I have, <laughs> making only limited comments. It has been a hard and a painful period for me and my family. Oh, really? Especially as others feed ugly stories to the press. Really? It's been hard? But I cooperated with the review, and I can now finally share the truth. My attorney, who is a non-political former federal prosecutor, okay, non has done a response to each allegation. And the facts are much different than what has been portrayed. That document is available on my website. Oh, let's run to his website. If you are interested, please take the time to read the facts and decide for yourself. First, I want you to know directly from me. Okay, tell us. That I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never had sexual relations. Sexual advances. In any kind of appropriate way. I am 63 years old. Mm. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am. And that's not who I have ever been. Now, it's funny that the sniffer and thief, Joe Biden, Beijing Biden, has called on this guy to resign. Um, excuse me, didn't your own son, Hunter, sniff Parmesan cocaine off of underage Chinese girls? Didn't he do many, many disgusting things that would be considered rape in a lot of places to people on his computer? Or didn't you just fondle and grope not only the son and the daughter, but the daughter as well, I should say, of a, of a governor of Kentucky? It's, it's funny when they, when they all start ganging up on each other and eating their own, isn't it? But anyway, that's just the beginning. Wait till you see this montage that Governor Cuomo thought would be smart to put out against his accusers, against these charges. What an idiot to put out this kind of a stupid slideshow montage of him touching and kissing everybody. Is this, like, supposed to make us believe you now? It's like when, when de Blasio was eating the hamburger and the fries. Do you think we were just like, oh, I better run right out and get one? Mmm, mmm, I eat this burger and I think of vaccines. Mmm, well, good for you. <laughs> Something going on with you and you got some problems. I don't see it. This was just a bad, bad move, in my opinion. Check this Ingestion. out. Ingestion. I do it with everyone. Do you? Black and white. Oh, yeah. Young. Old. And old. Like the ones I killed in the nursing home. Straight. Straight. LGBTQ. Oh, all of them. Powerful. Oh, people. yeah. Powerful people. Friends. Strangers. <laughs> Most of those people had visited Jeffrey Epstein's island. After the event, the woman told the press that she took offense at the gesture. And for that, I apologize. Another woman stated that I kissed her on the forehead at our Christmas party and that I said, Ciao, Bella. Now, I don't remember doing it. Oh, okay. But I'm sure that I did. But I'm sure that I did. I do kiss people on the forehead. <laughs> I do kiss people on the cheek. <sighs> I do kiss people on the hand. I do embrace people. Yeah. I do hug people. Yeah. Men and women. All of them. I do on occasion say... Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, I got to cut in right there. Did he just say men and women? Did he not just acknowledge the 533,000 other genders that the purple-haired scream at the sky wearing their vagina hats say that there is? Did he just not reference them and only referenced men and women? How dare he? How dare he? Anyway, here we go. 
<laughs> on occasion, I do slip and say sweetheart or darling or honey. I do banter with people. I do tell jokes, some better than others. Mm. I am the same person in public as I am in private. Well, that scares me. You've seen me do it on TV through all my briefings and for 40 years before that. And you've never done I anything to, to me before. I try to put people at ease. Oh, yeah, by touching them. I try them. to make them smile. Mm. Well, folks, um, I don't know. Here's an idea. How about if you're the governor of a state, you just don't grope people? How about you just don't touch people? I mean, we peons, I know we're just peasants and peons, you know, the people that have regular jobs, but when we're in our place of work or our place of employment, they tell us very, very, very matter-of-factly, especially if we have an HR department, watch this video. Then you got to watch a 45-minute video on how, how to not sexually harass somebody in 2021, which means you don't touch them inappropriately, you don't wrap your hands around their neck, you don't grope them, you don't slightly nudge them, you don't kiss them on their foreheads, you don't put your arms around them and lick their necks, you don't say chow bella while you kiss their foreheads. That's how he says forehead. Farhead. I mean, he, he made a good point. He's 60-something years old, and you don't know this? And you don't know this? Of course you know this. The reason you were doing it is not for just because, oh, this is just who I am. No, no, no. This isn't 1940 anymore, guy. Okay? You don't just go kissing people, touching people, groping people, smelling people like Joe Biden, choking people, whatever it is that you're into, man. Don't do in public what you do in private. I do in public everything I do in private. Well, <laughs> that's not good. That's not good, guy. Anyway, here's his, here's his just as dumb counterpart, um, Mayor de Blasio, making New York City the first major city in the world to require proof of vaccine to go indoor anywhere. Check this out. The mandate we've put in place for city workers already starting to move people to vaccination. We've obviously seen the positive impact of incentive as well. The goal here is to convince everyone. Hold on, I want to start this over. us more and more ability to fight back the Delta variant. By fighting the Delta variant, we will continue our recovery. And we will ultimately beat COVID. So today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the Key to NYC Pass. The Key to New York City. Ooh, I can't when wait. When you hear those words, Ooh. I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city. So before, he wanted you to imagine thinking of vaccines when they were trying to bribe you with french fries and hamburgers. You mean I can get, a, I mean I can get this delicious hamburger for free if I get a vaccine? I want you to imagine vaccines every time you think of french fries and hamburgers. Now he wants you to imagine what it would be like coming to New York given the key. The only, un, the, only the vaccinated get this key. This special key that allows you to come and enjoy all... The beautiful things of this city. But you have to have the key. If you don't have the key, you have to sleep in the streets. You have to be looked at as a slum. You have to be looked at as some kind of bum on the streets. Searching for change and hope and friendship. If you don't have the key, you can't enjoy the fun things of the city. The freedoms, the pursuit of happiness. No, no none of that. Gotta have the key. So he wants you to imagine this key. Imagine it. While he speaks. This is a miraculous place, full, literally full of wonders. Oh, yay. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in <laughs> things. That's the point we're trying to get across. Way to ruin your it's city. for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. Okay. The key to NYC pass will be a first in the nation approach. Ooh, can't it wait. Will require vaccination. For workers and customers in indoor dining, in indoor fitness facilities, indoor entertainment facilities. This is going to be a requirement. The only way to patronize these establishments indoors will be if you're vaccinated. At least one dose. Oh, at least one dose. Oh, now it's just uh, one dose. you got to show that you've got your first dose at least. You know, because that second dose will make it so that you have to amputate your legs and your hands like that lady in Minnesota. But anyway, that's the gist of it, folks. And it starts on my birthday, August 16th. Ooh, I can't wait. Man, I want my key. How do I get my key? Um, here, take this juice. What is it? Don't ask.
What's in it? Can't tell. Will it hurt me? No. Are you sure? No. Are you sure? No. Will it kill me? Might. Has it killed anybody else? About 50,000 people, probably. But you want me to take it? Yeah. So that I can go have fun? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I say about your key? Nobody cares. I don't care about your key. Never going to come to New York now because of your key. That's the problem, though, folks. Look at all the hardworking, amazing people in New York whose businesses are going to be crushed by this. You just took them through 18 months of absolute hell trying to get customers in there to patronize their business and, 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 and to give them money so they can continue to go and make a living. And now you're going to make it harder because more people aren't going to go out and get something to eat because they're afraid of the brown shirts Gestapo coming around the corner and saying, you vaccinated? Do you have your key? Show us your key. No, I'm not sure. No, you're just going to destroy the city even worse. But this is Democrats, folks. This is the, 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 the woke mind of a Democrat. Ruin everything, destroy everything. Hmm. Anyway, I think it's time for a Smarty. Don't you? Let's go ahead and cue them drums for the Smarty Award, shall we? Smarty Award on August 3rd, 2021, goes to... Code Monkey Z. Ladies and gentlemen, I see a lot of Project Veritases bumping up. Jumping up and finding out where they can fit in or get in where they fit in. This is the courageous, contagious narrative. This is the perfect example of courage is contagious. People are starting to do what James O'Keefe did, has done with Project Veritas, Code Monkey Z, and many others. They're starting to get whistleblowers coming to them. So while I was on air earlier, we already know Code Monkey Z, the big story, they came out. The big story is that the state has had the passwords the entire time. The other big story about Co- that, that, that was in that one minute and 17 second video was that they couldn't, they, they testified under oath that they could not be attached to the internet. Well, they showed in that one minute and 17 second video by that whistleblower that they could be attached to the internet because they were accessing them remotely and that they're not the ones that have the passwords. The state is the one that has the passwords, which would make a thousand, I mean, would, would, would literally shed all the light on the fact that we haven't heard anything from Katie Hobbs in the last three weeks. Again, God is winning. Justice is being served. Justice is being served on all of us. You don't think the restaurant owner in New York who has done nothing wrong isn't getting justice served on him right now? We're all guilty of it, folks. We let this country lose God and go to hell in a handbasket. All of us. And you might say to yourself, well, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, neither did the guy that has a restaurant inside of uh, New York City that won't be able to run it anymore because he has to have the Mark of the Beast people come in every five seconds or else he can't have anybody come in. See what I'm saying? We're all paying the price, some more than others. Cuomo, he's going to pay the price more than others. He did a lot more wrong. You see what I'm saying? We're all paying a price for getting God out of this country. But... We're also seeing God win. We're seeing the small wins come every single day. More people are going back to God than I've ever seen in my entire life. And just like my shirt says, you can't beat God, so you might as well join him. And I will gladly go through this trial and tribulation as an American citizen, no matter what we have to go through, to get us to where we need to be. So, again, Smarty Award is going to go to Code Monkey Z for getting this information out to the world, and it just incriminated... The testimony from Dominion. Now, if you haven't seen the video, which I'm sure all of you have at this point, I'm going to play it for those who haven't seen it. Some people uh, are at work all day and they don't get to see the news, and this is where they get their news. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, here is the Dominion whistleblower admin password remote access video that a whistleblower gave to Code Monkey Z. Check this out. Voting systems are, by design, meant to be used as closed systems that are not networked, meaning they they are not connected to the Internet. Uh, There is no Internet connectivity uh, at all. They are not designed to be connected to the outside world through either an Internet connection or any other uh, external connectivity device. Do we have these passwords in the system? What's that? The state won't let us have our own password? Does 
Dominion have any way to remotely access any of the information on any of the equipment or have remote access within the machines themselves? No. Does anybody have access to the best of your knowledge? No. Right. Right. Oh, I see. Okay. So, but you'd be able to go in and do that, though, right? By by unlocking it and putting the password in. All right, folks. So that showed the that showed that the the president of Dominion literally lied under oath about their ability to connect to the internet. And in that video, it proved that the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, because they said the state and the only person that runs that state, uh, that, that uh, the Secretary of State is the one that runs the elections, it would be her, right? But check this out. I don't know if you all know this. I posted this earlier, too. This is what's going on behind the scenes. Section 3.8, source code escrow requirement. This is in the contract with Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State, who represents the state, and Dominion. Check this out. Dominion suggests using the escrow terms from the current agreement between the parties. Contractor, which would be Katie Hobbs, agrees to enter a third-party escrow service agreement naming the Arizona Secretary of State as beneficiary, meaning that she has access to all of it, to everything. Okay? Check this out. All the, <coughs> excuse me, all the application source code for the software used in the vote tabulation system and all the upgrades thereto shall be held in escrow under said agreement. If contractor ceases operations or becomes unable to support the software while under an obligation to do so, contractor shall grant the Arizona Secretary of State authority to release the source code to the county and the county shall have a limited license to use the source code to perform contractors obligations hereunder. the source code will remain contractors property and may not be otherwise used by the county okay section 6-1 per current agreement between the parties addition of the section for limited of liability except for the indemnification obligations contained in this agreement, contractors' total ag aggregate liability for any loss, damage, costs, or expenses under or in connection with this agreement, how howsoever arising, including without any other duty, shall in no circumstance exceed the total dollar amount of the agreement. Neither party shall... So the rest of this just talks about the, the compensation part, but what this tells you is that Katie Hobbs and Dominion and the county are all in a contract together and that the information that is being subpoenaed basically all that critical information and access to like upgrade uh, you know upgrades and updates i should say they have in, they have access to all of that and they have it in like a third party escrow this is why ladies and gentlemen all of this needed to come out the way it's been coming out and I'm not saying that this is a strategic plan by Trump or anybody else. This is a strategic plan by God, folks. These people are not going to get away with this. Now, I know it's not on your time, and I know it's not on my time, but God promises that we will see the injustice, the injustices made right in our own time. We talked about that before. So, sit there and say whatever you want, but there was fraud. We're finding it out. Peace by peace, by peace. And now I want to give a dumb, dumb award, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go ahead. We've never given this guy a dumb, dumb award, even though he deserves it. And this is Ratface Fauci's own boss, NIH Director Francis Collins. Poop, swamp donkey bucket. NIH Director Francis Collins. Boy, I couldn't wait to show you guys this story tonight. So... <clears throat> You know how they're pushing for everybody to, they said the cloth masks don't work anymore, now they're pushing the N95 masks, you know, so they can make a billion dollars, just like the cloth masks did? Well, now, the NIH director, the boss, technically, of Tony the Ratface Fauci, has come out and said that parents need to start wearing masks at home in front of their unvaccinated children. 
for the safety of the children, even though there is a virtually 0% chance that these children will A, catch it, or B, die from it. So the kids that are under 12 that have to be unvaccinated, this guy wants parents to start wearing masks at home in front of your children while they're in the house. Don't believe me? Check it out. It's clear that this variant is capable of causing serious illness in children. Uh, you have heard those stories coming out of Louisiana pediatric ICUs where there are kids as young as a few months old who are sick from this. That is rare. Certainly younger people are less likely to fall ill. But anybody who tries to tell you, ah, oh, you don't have to worry about it if you're a young, healthy person, there's many counterexamples all around us now. Well, so, yeah, you do need to think about it, and that's the reason why the recommendations are uh, for kids under 12 uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools, and that at home, uh, parents of unvaccinated kids should be thoughtful about this, and the recommendation is to wear masks there as well. Let me just follow up I on know that, that's yeah. uncomfortable. I know it seems weird, but it is the best way to protect your kids. But I just, again, want to fully understand if this is about protecting the kid. No, see, um, what we really need to do is shut off CNN if we really want to protect our kids. We need to shut off the mainstream media if we really want to protect our kids and our families. Are you kidding me right now? Do you see, see, folks, when we said that they would never stop, they're never going to stop unless they're made to stop. They're never going to stop. Now they're even talking about this. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. So anyway, let's talk about some good news real quick. I got some good news coming out of Michigan. And again, this is just another piece of the puzzle that is going to push us towards God winning and God making sure that all of these injustices are made right. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Michigan Representatives Lisa McLean. So if, if these people represent your area or your district, you should be very happy and very proud of these folks. And I think tomorrow we'll give them a call. Representative Lisa McLean in Michigan, Representative Tim Wahlberg, and Representative Bill Housingay for sending a letter to the Department of Justice demanding to know why the investigation into Governor Whitmer's murder of over 5,000 people has been put to rest. So the Department of Justice and even the authorities, the AG inside of Michigan, were supposedly supposed to be actively investigating uh, Governor Whitmer's handling of the nursing homes and the coronavirus. But first, the Attorney General of Michigan said there's not enough evidence to continue this investigation, and that happened months ago. But just at the end of last month, June 22nd, 2021, um or the end of two months ago now, the Department of Justice said that they were going to stop doing their investigation as well. Why are we just hearing about it now? Well, because somebody's now just making a stink about it. So the, literally the Democrat arm of this country, the left, the, out of Washington is protecting Governor Whitmer as much as they possibly can and not allowing any investigation to go on about the way she handled the nursing homes, leaving thousands and thousands of family members wondering what happened to my kid. What happened, I mean, what happened to my mom? What happened to my dad? What happened to my grandparents? Why can't we get this information? Literally no information has been given to the thousands of families. There's been over 5,600 people that have died because they were stuck inside nursing homes, even though there was different opportunities for them to not be stuck in uh, nursing homes. There was different alternatives, and there was therapeutics that they would not use because of their hatred for Donald Trump. So anyway, we, uh, they sent the letter demanding the DOJ to tell them why the investigation was stopped, what caused their investigation to stop, and um, they are... Uh, and maybe some, maybe this is something. That I no, not maybe. We are going to talk about this to Garrett Saldano tomorrow. So again, Garrett Saldano will be on the show tomorrow at around eleven thirty, halfway through the show, and we're going to talk to him about this this entire uh, scenario surrounding the way Whitmer handled these nursing home COVID cases. And I would really love to know what he says about this. But your three representatives, Lisa McLean, Tim Wahlberg, and Bill Housingay, they're on it. They're fighting for it, and that's exactly what we need to do. Keep the pressure keep the pressure now folks before i show you one more great video a video that's going to leave you smiling when you leave this show today let me first tell you that right now china has 34 medals i believe 
gold medals, and the United States has 24. They are literally about, I, I don't want, maybe it's 34, maybe it's 33, I'm not sure exactly on the number, but they're about 10 gold medals ahead of us. Talk about American exceptionalism, huh? Where did that American exceptionalism go? Where did that American dominance go? Remember when we literally dominated every single sport almost in the Olympics? When we came in with soccer, when we started having soccer teams, we started going in there and kicking butt in soccer as well. What happened to American exceptionalism? Well, when you have a woke, half the country that goes to these, these um, events, they're woke. And when you have a, a, a Democrat leadership that's there illegitimately, you're, how do you have any real leadership? And if you don't have any real leadership, you can't be an exceptional country. And if, you don't, if, you're, if you're not an exceptional country, then you definitely don't have exceptionalism in your country. So right now we're getting killed in the Olympics and people are laughing at us on a world stage in sports and in politics. However, there is a diamond in the rough. There is a diamond in the rough. So let's bring up this diamond in the rough, shall we? And this is a bright young girl. She won a gold medal in wrestling and you're really going like, to really like what she has to say. Check this out. Congratulations. How are you feeling? And you know what? She ended up going on to say that she's very, very proud to be from America. She loves the, she's the greatest country in the world. She's got that red, white, and blue wrapped around her. I want to let the world know that we are so proud of her. We are so proud of her. We're so proud that she loves her country. We're so proud to you that you're representing the red, white, and the blue. We're so proud that um, as a strong woman who loves this country and what it stands for, I just I couldn't be more happier. I, I, I can't believe that nobody would shed it. I can't believe if you didn't shed a tear, I don't, I don't believe you. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't shed a tear, I, I'd say I don't believe you. I really would. Good job for her. It's, it's wonderful to see, and it reminds me of the America of old, right? It reminds me of the old days. That's how you represent the country, folks. That's how you represent the country. She can't wait to go home to be with her husband and her dog and her sisters and her mom and, and her dad's looking down on her smiling. That made me so happy when I saw that. God bless her. God bless her family. And uh, let's just continue, ladies and gentlemen. Let's continue to pray that the country continues to go in that direction and uh, gets its morals back. But we got to get God in everything first, which reminds me, folks, there are right ways. 
and there are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. Thank you for joining for the second show today. Be back at 11 a.m. in the morning. You're not going to want to miss this. We've got a special guest, Garrett Saldano, running for governor of Michigan. I'm sure he's got a lot to say, and I'm sure you guys have a lot of questions to ask him. And that'll be tomorrow, so you're not going to want to miss that show. All right? God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. Spread the gospel tonight. Be with your families. Thank the Lord, and go to bed with peace. God bless you. See you later.